Yeah, we are again trying to get our voice out on the big, uh, powerful, almighty internet. Oh, God, can you get the dog outside? Yes, we are again a dragon. We are back on uh, the almighty internet, the all-powerful power bank that knows everything. Yeah, just type whatever you want into Google, what's the meaning of life? And you probably will get at least more possibilities of answers than you will get from any guru out there. But who cares anyway? Today we're going to talk about pornography. No, I don't... I feel like I know that we have been, since working with Fuck for Forest, never been kind of allowed into fine art kind of environment. What do you think about that, Leona? I don't really know what fine art is, but no, I think what we were doing with Fuck for Force was more like real and documentation. I think fine art is more like planned, organized, put in every little detail has to be perfect to make a masterpiece, no? Well, that's not what I'm... I, I meant more that we, working with pornography, working with putting dicks inside vaginas and having vaginas getting filled up with things or, or just playing around with each other in a sexual way has not been welcomed into the fine art movement since, like, nudity has been kind of part of art since the beginning of time. All art is staged, while Fuck for Forest was not really staged. And I think that is ma made us not being part of the fine art. I don't think so. I don't think so. You think, you know, it's a lot of uh, porn project out there being part of fine art. But porn, most of the time, is staged. Yeah, but okay, pornography not being inside, since we work with pornography not being inside ah, fine art. You didn't meant fuck for forest. You no, meant I me meant since we work with pornography, not because we work with fuck for forest. Okay, pornography. Well, there has been some pornography that now is like retro and could be in the art, no? Well, I, I think still many art artists are afraid of, of showing real sex to... to not be, like been taken as a pornographer, not like a real artist or something. Something Lars von Trier uh, were able to break by making some porn, uh, per porn scenes in The Idiots, for example. Something I masturbated to just to prove that you can masturbate really? to fine art. Yeah, for sure. Just to have to do, you have to do it. It's like a fucking scene in a fine art movie. If I masturbate to it, I just made the fine art movie into a porn movie. And also, I know that in the old times when porn was kind of new, if you were a, a porn actor, you would still be taken serious as an actor later. But now if you are a porn actor, people will not take you like serious or like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hire this porn actor in my cool movie. That's yeah, not so popular anymore. That was in the golden age of porn, yeah. That was like somehow people that worked in the porn industry were considered uh, artists and later got... Uh, rewarded uh, parts in other normal movies so you could see porn actors i think actually sylvester salone even was a porn actor before he got uh, into mainstream movies but then later in the 80s and uh, 90s pornography got more and more considered being obscene and being not part of fine art and working with pornography would actually make you not get the job or not be hired in a normal movie later especially not a child or or family movie 
Maybe because after the the time of the glory of pornography, porn became more like mass production and the fine art part kind of got lost in the mass production of porn. Well, okay, so we are now on a mission to make pornography into fine art. So we are trying to search the fine artists out there that are so tough uh, that they dare to touch the subject, subject of sexuality and still express themselves in the way they want, not following the sexual traumas or sexual psychosis of a very dark sexual society, but actually expressing what they feel needs to be shown in the world of pornography. So we got to talk to the organizer and creator of an alternative porn company called Thousand Faces. Is it Thousand Facials or...? Thousand Faces, I think. Okay, yeah, Thousand, thousand Faces. That is making alternative theatrical porn. Uh, as an uh, al- alternative to commercial porn, and he call it also pornographic brain food. So we are very excited now to enter, finally, the f- world of fine art, where I guess we as Fuck for Forest will now be uh, taken into the worm pretty quickly. What do you mean? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you don't okay so... Well, uh, without any um, uh, more interruption, uh, happy birthday to Thousand... Happy birthday! Uh, Well, happy birthday to Thousand Faces. Happy birthday! And brain food pornography. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Welcome to our birthday show. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday Happy birthday It's a great day That's what we say Happy birthday to you Don't touch anything anymore, Tommy. Don't touch anything anymore, Tommy. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch anything anymore. H- hello and happy birthday. Welcome to our little birthday show. Hello. Happy birthday to to you guys on the podcast. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Marcus Quillen. I run Thousand Faces Theatrical Porn Project in the UK. It's a theatrical porn project. What is a yes. theatrical porn project? So I've always been really interested in performance of of all different kinds, like music and theater and film and all the different styles um, you can use to perform in those mediums. And uh, I wanted to explore that further using more sexual material and and explicit material. So um, the porn we make, I call theatrical porn because it it has those different, all different aspects of performance involved and uh, especially drawing from theater and musical uh, techniques. So that's my background and and what I've done um, in terms of uh, mainstream work in the past. So now I'm bringing that to porn. Also had a background in musical. You actually make porn musicals? Well, no, not yet anyway. (laughs) I'd love to do that. I I did perform in a in a kind of musical theatre porn scene um, in France for someone else for Anishka who runs notasexpert.com 
um, which is a really cool site. She does really sort of interesting horn work. And for that scene, I had to sing and dance um, and it was you know, quite a romantic scene. So uh, it was how I met the, the other performer um, in the kind of story of the scene was through uh, these songs uh, in our lives. And then um, we also became a couple and, and had sex scenes and things like that. But um, no, I haven't done that for Thousand Faces yet. Uh, basically, I write all the music for Thousand Faces. So uh, make original music for every film, every scene. Um, and that I find kind of makes it a bit more dramatic because I can, you know, make specifically tailored music for each thing that happens. And, um, you know, I can bring out different things like the different styles of performance I mentioned and different emotions and humor and all kinds of stuff in that way. You are also erotic performer in your own movies. Yes. You are also playing, you're also actor. But uh, okay, um, cool. we've been thinking a lot about making a, a Fuck for Forest uh, musical, you know. So ah, uh, London, wow. London is like the one of the countries of, of musicals. So we thought maybe maybe in the future we could cooperate with you and make like a like a stage uh, mm, like a stage production of Fuck for Forest or even make a Fuck for Forest the musical movie. Yeah, sure. I mean, they have the sex workers' opera, right? That did really well. Um, the sex workers' opera. Have you been part of yeah. that? Have you heard of this? No. Um, Explain us. So yeah, it's a European collective of sex workers and performers and musicians, um, and they made a show called uh, the Sex Workers' Opera, and they toured it around different venues in Europe and made a film. Uh, version of it which was kind of part documentary I think of the making of it as well um, but it was a stage show and uh, yeah it was it was really cool I got to see some of it um, in London and uh, it's all about the politics of sex work and being a sex worker and and um, they had live sex and stuff also or it was no not? I don't think so um, I think maybe there was some nudity but Perhaps it depended on where, what venue they were playing in, because um, I think it was quite popular in kind of arts venues or political spaces um, because of, you know, the subject matter. But, you know, it wasn't it playing in like mainstream theatres, really, um, which is yeah the difficult thing. Um, I have done some theatre shows with like kinky themes um, to do with fetish stuff, but it's difficult to to find an audience and have it be successful. Um, the, the, problem for, I, yeah. the problem for me yeah. that I have uh, discovered in Fuck for Forest, at least, is that to try to have the fun connected to sexuality and like knowing that, uh, okay, I have to fuck now at uh, 6.45 when this uh, <laughs> other actor drops their uh, uh, kind of their umbrella. I, that's uh, the sign that I'm supposed to come in with erected penis and fuck now. And if I don't do that, the whole performance is kind of ruined because that's the story that's supposed to happen. That's something mm -hmm. that is kind of complicated with uh, sexuality sometimes is to stage, uh, especially with an erected uh, penis. Something I've seen myself in sex shows that has gone not totally right. So Fuck for Forest always had this kind of like, we were always basing ourselves on some type of improvisation. So if we didn't get horny in that moment, we could kind of play ourselves out of the situation. But in a very like stage theater show, 
it could be that that creates complications, no? Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's a difficult thing to do, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't have that much experience with, with live sex performance. Um, I've seen sex shows online, but, uh, you know, that are for a live audience, but I haven't got experience of, of performing on myself. And so, um, I don't know too much about the details, but I guess it's kind of like stunt work, right? You know, you have to be a specialized performer to do it and you have to be prepared in the right ways or practiced or, uh, you know, know exactly how you can get a certain kind of performance on, on demand, really. So you make like, you, do it live. you make like theatrical porn, but you're recording mm. it. So you're not actually standing on a theater. No. So uh, I have been a live musician for a lot of different shows and different um kind of uh jobs but um we haven't actually filmed anything for thousand faces yet that involves live music um at least not where we've recorded it so there's one film we have uh which is about two musicians and we see them playing and, and they meet up and they play together um and we haven't recorded the music for that. I, I recorded it separately. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd love to do a film like that where it's actually a live performance that is then involved somehow with uh, with sex. And yeah, I'd, I'd have to think about how to do that. I guess it would become a bit more of like a live sex show that we would film. Um, you, you've been on set many times when they make uh, a porn movie. You've been there mm -hmm. while people are having sex and stuff. Yeah. Have you seen any time? Because I was talking about this erectional problem uh, you can might get oh, on a yeah. stage where you'd have to get your uh, dick up at the right moment. Have you seen this somehow happening in normal productions also? Do you have fluffers yeah, or something? No, <laughs> fluffers are uh, not really a, a real thing. But I mean, I guess it does does happen a little bit sometimes, you know, because it's a very normal problem. It happens a lot. Um you know, that maybe another performer will try to help a little bit or, um, you know, maybe on a smaller production, if people know each other already on the in the cast or crew, then then there's some kind of fluffing may happen. But it's definitely not a normal thing. It's it's more. Uh, it's a personal yeah. responsibility to keep personal yourself horny thing. for that stay yeah. that uh, scene or or else yeah, you get fired. Most... <laughs> well, it depends, I guess, on the, the production. I mean. It's such a wide range of uh, types of of work that happen in porn, just like with theatre or, or films. You know, some people are, can be horrible to work with and just be very strict and uh, maybe fire people more easily than others. And, and then other places you go and it's very more, much more relaxed and pleasant. And it's, it's you can be flexible or improvise, as you said, which um, can be easier. Uh, but yeah, it's usually left to the performer each performer to kind of know themselves and, and know that they're practiced and to, to get uh, whatever they need to get for the scene, whether it's, you know, horniness or erection or the, the, the right kind of headspace to, to perform how they like to perform. Um, and yeah, it's a big, big stigma, obviously, around uh, erections, particularly because it's what you see, right? It's the most visual part of that. Um, so a lot of productions kind of need that to happen and, but it's still, it doesn't mean every, it's perfect every time. And even people that only do those kind of productions, they have problems. So, and do you, yeah, uh, 
what uh, just uh, what is because back to thousand faces again a little bit what is mm. uh, is it any difference big difference between thousand faces way of making erotic material making pornography and normal mainstream pornography what's the main differences sure well it depends what you mean by normal mainstream porn i guess um because obviously everyone has an idea of what they think is like what most porn is like or the the idea of like normal porn um but often you know people that's based on quite a limited kind of group of stuff that they've seen or that you know they they think is out there um and it's 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 difficult because you know there's lots of porn out there that's very uh kind of unique in itself which is really cool you know just like yours is um and so that may be described at times by other people as like the opposite of mainstream or like you know outside of of normal porn but you know actually the i find that there's so much variation throughout you know the whole industry really um that every production is slightly different you know every style every kind of uh film has it has its own style sometimes um within the same company even but uh yeah we we are quite small and so i guess we'd be different to bigger companies in how we work of course just because of that so um it's quite a i guess diy we would call it like do it yourself okay so we <clears throat> okay fine so we are back again with the the founder of thousand faces his porn is brain food it says on their website brain food wow yes. porn brain food please tell us about how that works yeah. juicy pink brain food for the vitamins and amazing uh sexy things you need no that just means that uh it's it's uh you know makes you think a little maybe um in terms of like i was saying we we try and put cool ideas into it as much as possible you know and con concepts so each film will be theatrical as i said in one way or another with the kind of performance styles we use and stories narratives or or just kind of kinks and fetishes and interesting concepts that yeah we try and make into into a film that is is a little bit different maybe from from some other stuff um that we've seen a lot of and yeah that's that's where we where we involve stuff like eco porn and uh kinky theater porn or you do eco porn ideas you have eco porn Sorry? you have eco porn eco porn yeah well that's how i describe a couple of our films um which i've made kind of experimentally i wanted to do some stuff outside and use things from nature um you know different plants and little animals and insects that we would find around just just in the in the film for you know parts of the the shots so it was quite a conceptual thing you know very montagey with some cool music and um yeah involving being naked in nature and but sex um, is nature uh, in itself yeah. like if you're fucking that is in itself the same eco porn then as just filming insects i think you should consider like maybe give <laughs> some some material to fuck for forest and we can save nature with it and we will give you a puta verde that means like the the holy green whore award 
to you ah. uh, for uh, supporting Fuck for Forest and actually making your nature-oriented pornography into real eco-porn that can save nature at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to do some stuff for you guys. I really like the platform. Um, yeah, I mean, our our stuff is is all different. Each uh, each film is is a usually a pretty pretty different concept and idea. Just like you know, different uh, shows in the theaters. Why we called it theatrical porn. So that was kind of one one concept, one a- aspect that we use just to um, yeah for brain food, I guess, to make people. Think a little bit different or feel a bit different of what turns them on and what they think and um yeah about sex and nature and the world and and everything but uh you feel you're helping yeah people. we don't make sorry you feel you're helping people with your pornography since you said it's brain food so you think mm. your pornography is opening up people's mind like it's mind altering like psychedelics or something that it blues your mind the erotic expression you're doing so the brain just opened up and get reconnected to the universe in a very beautiful way and just download all the information directly from god through fucking and pornography you think maybe it's like that or yeah i hope so that sounds amazing i mean that's that's a great ideal to strive for i think for sure it's um yeah i think you know sexuality and and pornography are, are super healthy things and yeah it, as much as any other kind of life altering or brain changing activity it's it's really important to, to think about it and how it can be used and um yeah the, the more kind of weird wonderful stuff you can experience i think the better in that respect so that's what we try and provide you know a little of um and yeah it's 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 certainly not like directly uh ecological like your work um we we don't make any money sadly yet so we're still growing but you know i definitely want to support uh causes and and charities with to do with our work when we can um whereas obviously your project is amazing that it directly uh contributes um its earnings to to ecological projects as you said which is fantastic and i'd love to to support that and donate something but you're saying that uh, because I, I i saw something that some of your movies and stuff has gone on uh, alternative porn film festival and won some awards yeah. and things like you're saying that you're not making so much money is it <coughs> is it hard to make uh, money on especially on alternative expressions with uh, pornography is it difficult to get money back on that right now or how is that working yeah definitely uh, at least it is you know doing the the styles I do, I guess, and the way that I want to work. Um, uh, like you said, if if things are a bit more alternative, which, uh, yeah, I guess Thousand Faces is in that it's very small and it's mostly me that does a lot of the work and, and the creative stuff and decides, yeah, the, the kind of weird, wonderful concepts that we use. Um, when when you're doing that, I guess it's not, not so uh, financially viable for certain things that are, that are more popular like tube sites and only fans or many vids and that kind of stuff but yeah it's a different style as i said to those things and even you know when you're doing uh stuff that is the most popular styles on those platforms even it can be really hard to make money too so it it definitely depends you know case to case but yeah it's it's like all arts and creative fields and businesses I find yeah like I said I used to do a lot of 
performing in more mainstream areas like film and theater um, and, and working as a musician as well. And, and that's just as hard, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to make money doing that. Um, and probably even harder actually to make any money if you're creating your own work, if you're writing plays or films and stuff, um, you know, for a very mainstream audience actually, that can be really diff more difficult because there's so much more competition, a lot more people doing that. Whereas with porn, there's actually some really cool places I've found, um, you know, that you can kind of find people that think similarly to you and and, uh, and porn that is similar to the stuff you want to see and want to make, um, especially within like alternative uh, spaces, as you said. Um, and that's still quite a small, like, I guess, field of interest compared to say like mainstream films on Netflix or or shows in London theaters. So but how alternative yeah, can it be? It's not like just dick going inside or uh, touching pussy or touch two girls touching each other or some gay stuff or how much more alternative can you make pornography? I, I, are you thinking like make do you make specially pornographic films for women or do you make something special for a special type of kinks or how is it to, to do different with yeah. a subject that is so narrow actually that the sex is between humans it can't be like going so far in an alternative direction yeah i guess a lot of people think that um but i i think that it depends on how you you define the the subject right like yeah you can think okay porn has to mean two people having sex um therefore it's very narrow but i think that you know you can you can define it very differently you can you can look at it and say well actually you know somebody on their own um you know maybe not even doing anything that sexual can still be pornographic if it's about you know the the kinky activity they're doing depending on what what that is or what interests people have i mean you know the stuff that turns people on is so varied and and wide ranging and you know a lot of uh a lot of performers now do con content that is fully clothed for example if it's you know online for for clients you know they they work as a as a sex worker that, that maybe is a financial dominatrix or you know, offers humiliation service, you know, just through webcam, or maybe they don't even show their face. And also a lot of the uh, inspiration I get is from stuff I see at these alternative porn festivals, as you mentioned. And uh, yeah, there's a massive range of stuff being shown there, which is so interesting. And yeah, a lot of it uh, you could see and say, oh, well, is that really porn? You know, there wasn't really much sex or, or any sex going on. Um, but I think that just depends, like it varies person to person if they're going to think of it as porn or maybe a little bit porny or, you know, it depends what, what they like. And there's there's experimental porn, there's political porn, there's all these these uh, categories that often at the festivals, um, which are fluid as well, of course. And, you know, it can it can depend just on the person, how how much they how I guess turned on they might get or even they may not at all it might just make them think or or laugh or just be interesting um and be about sexuality perhaps or or things adjacent to sexuality 
And so whether you call it porn or not, I guess it just depends whether you want to or whether you think that's useful. Or do you feel you make helpful, so. you th feel you make things for people or do you make things that you want to see or are you looking for a group? Okay, this group are not getting to they not getting the right s sexual mm. uh, material presented for them. So you see like a, a group that needs something or do you feel that you make anything out from your perspective for yourself? Or do you make things, I see the porn industry many times or make, if, if it's a perversion or let's call it that or let's call it whatever, something hype, something that people want a lot of. Mm. Uh, the porn industry will see that and then make a lot of material based on that interest people have. Uh, are you feeling yeah. you uh, maybe go against that? Is that maybe what makes alternative that you maybe make it more for yourself or your own ideas around it instead of making the mainstream yeah. what people want to see? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's the stuff I make isn't really intended to be uh, commercial in terms of like a brand or a business. So, I mean, I would love for it yeah, to make more money, but that's mainly because then I can spend more money making more interesting stuff or just you know uh, i would have more freedom to make stuff that that i want to make so yeah my interests are a big part of it um in terms of what i like and what i like to see um but that might not even be to do with like my interests actually you know something might not really turn me on but i find it really interesting and uh think it would be cool you know in a film or, or linked to a certain idea would be interesting in like a art, artistic way or theatrical way and so i'll involve that um and also yeah partly even though it's stuff I, I have to be interested in to kind of do the work on it to uh to put it in the films i um it, it can also be if it's stuff i i'm interested in that that isn't there isn't much of right now uh in the rest of the industry like you said yeah that can be a motivation as well for sure because i mean i really like watching all kinds of porn some of it there's more out there already than others so even though i could make you know a very normal porn because i like that kind of thing or i could make something very different um which i also like yeah i'll probably more often try to to make the thing that's a bit different because yeah that that interests me to do that and to, to make more stuff out there that people might not otherwise see um yeah, for example, the kind of eco porn ideas, or I made a film recently using uh, rope play, shabari rope play, um, which you don't see so much of, you know, maybe compared to other kinds of porn, especially not involving full sex, which which this film did. So, just things like that. Um, yeah, definitely what what motivates me. So, <clears throat> you are you are writing all your movies yourself, or you have help helper friends. Yeah, I mostly write the basic ideas at least, um, and we use a lot of improvisation. Uh, so we try to involve the performers and how they like to perform and 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 speak maybe if there's dialogue. And uh, some of the films I've had help usually from the performers. For example, I made a film called A Sex Worker's Story. Hello, 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 hello. hello. Again, we are back. <clears throat> So uh, for you who are wondering what the fuck is going on, it's um, the electricity went out of our radio studio yesterday. So now we just have an extension cable we from our neighbor's, neighbor's place to us. And we asked them, please not to cut the electricity or work on the electricity for one hour. 
but I think they're still doing that even if we you ask, ask them. Yeah, ask them. So that is what's happening here. It is irritating because every time we get the mood up and we get like a flowing vibe and then they cut the electricity again. So for, okay, so a little bit background story. We are talking to uh, a person that is making porn and the porn company is called Thousand Faces. We are talking to Thousand Faces that is making alternative porn in uh, England. And uh, we're gonna try out, find out what's alternative and what's the difference between alternative porn, alternative porn, and mainstream porn, basically. Is there something called mainstream porn? What is mainstream porn in that case? Okay, I so lost you again. Okay, just yeah, disconnecting. I it's don't the know. it's the it's the people that is working on electricity. So they it just mm. goes out for one second and then all the internet and everything just stops uh, and we have to reconnect it. So yeah. let's hope they're finished now. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. How how is it when you are making porn? Because when we are making porn, it's all just for our own. We are kind of egocentric when it comes to that. It's like if we don't feel like fucking the person, mm. we don't do it. But do you that work in uh, alter yeah. uh, alternative porn? But it still is. It still is for money. You know, you you pay people to do what they're supposed to do. Do you ever have any experience with people in the middle of a production that suddenly feel uncomfortable and don't want to continue? Or weird uh, feeling with the people uh, that is supposed to have sex together that uh, that that destroys the production ever, or how do you how are you dealing with the kind of real emotion in a, in a porn production? Yeah, it's a good question um, because of course that can happen. Uh, I've been pretty lucky in that I haven't really experienced that happen very often um, or at all in terms of yeah I've never had a, a production be ruined because of that or or anyone uh, seeming to become uh, very uncomfortable. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, things cannot go perfect sometimes or, or you know, a position doesn't work for somebody or they, they don't really like doing something as long as maybe you want them to for the camera or just as long as, or in a way that they thought they would like it. And then, you know, they want to want to change things and. And that's you. That's usually fine for uh, for the kind of films I do. You know, as I said, we can use a lot of improvisation and be flexible. And consent is super important for everyone to yeah be happy doing uh, the things that are required in the film. And we'll do a lot of talking and negotiation before the film, and and also on the day on the set, and and while we're working to to kind of make sure that that's that's all okay and and everyone's happy, but. I mean, as a performer, when I've worked for other people, um, I mean, I've been lucky as well in that it hasn't happened too often. But uh, yeah, sure, there's there's been times when I myself feel uh, a little uncomfortable with some things for whatever reason. But usually, it's 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 been okay, and I can talk about it, and, and we work around it. We be flexible, or you know, take more time, whatever it is we need. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's difficult when when it's a job and you need, you know, to work a job to live and, and to get this money. So it's hard to know sometimes, I guess, whether people are truly happy or not with certain things or if they think that they have to say they are to to be able to do the job. And, you know, that that's the same for any job, right? You kind of have to, a lot of jobs, you just have to smile and kind of put up with stuff you don't really like uh, to do the job. But um 
course, it can be more intense when that's the case uh, with porn because sex is involved and it's a very sensitive thing sometimes. So, yeah, as a producer, I try to be super careful and and make sure we talk a lot and and that nobody feels like they have to do any any specific things or have to say that they're happy to do things when when maybe they're not. Um, yeah, because they need money. I always try to say before, you know, they before they tell me what what they want to do or don't want to do. I say, you know, it's okay to to be honest and and say that we don't you don't have. This is my idea, but you know, if it involves specific acts or certain things that maybe some people wouldn't want to do or or, or like other things better, then I'll always say straight away that you know, this is flexible. We can we can negotiate. We can change things. I like to be collaborative like that, as I said, anyway, with, with writing films. So it's, it's tricky, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's similar, I think, to, to other things in life when, when consent is key and, and you want to, to work together with people and, and try to compromise with things, I guess. That's something we in Fuck for Forest have been lucky about is that it's always for the fun, it's not for the money. And uh, Leona was mentioning for me here before we started to talk to you that you had some kind of no human beings were hurt during the production kind of philosophy <laughs> about your uh, productions. So uh, I'm very happy to hear that you have some kind of communication and that uh, that it's not totally uh, locked, that it's uh, also that you have room for improvisation because that's what I've seen with Fuck for mm. Four is that many people are willing to, to play and to... to to, to also have fun and go over their borders sometimes, but if it's too too uh, stuck uh, with some people saying to you very clearly, this is how it will have to be or else you get fired, uh, I guess. Mm. But it's true that like, well, people have some kind of personal responsibility to also say, hey, this is too much for me. Uh, it's more important that I uh, that I feel good about myself and the money is not that important right now. So if people only do it for the money, it becomes like the same as people doing any kind of shitty job uh, uh, that mm. they actually didn't want to do, but they feel, felt they wanted the money. And it's really difficult then to, to, to make pornography if people are not honest to themselves or honest to you as a producer. Uh, but you never, you, you never felt really that you, you you come in a conflict where where your production was important uh, and uh, and the actors uh, you had in the as part of production that you felt that they were not really into what you tried to express that never really happened to you. Uh, no, not really. Um, only maybe with some very small things, which, as I said, just happened to not be ideal for you know one performer or another like on on the day even if they agreed to it before and that's always fine as well you know we should be able to change how we feel about things or, or change our consent to things at any time so um yeah i think it's it's not that hard to do in terms of like the the main parts of a of a film or an idea you know because if some if i approach a performer and say you know do you want to do this film um which is about, uh, yeah, a sex worker who sees sees lots of different people in one week, um, and so we film all these different scenes, and you know that's kind of the main part of the film. So if they say, actually, no, I'm I'm not really comfortable with that. I, 
I, I would rather do a more normal scene, you know, just with one person or just maybe with two people or something, then I probably would try to look for somebody else who wanted to do the film because that would be the main idea. And I need to have, you know, that somebody happy to do that. And so, yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna hire them and say, okay, well, yeah, maybe we can do that, but then try and make them do what I want instead or, or change my whole ideas. It, it will still, you know, be up, up to, to the performer really to, to be the right person for the job. And hopefully I, I can find that person. And, and I have, have done in the past, as I said, because I've been lucky and not really had to change anything big um, for them, which is great. Um, but yeah, I make sure that, that if, if it seems like I should be changing it uh, to, for a performer or if they would like me to, then, you know, I make sure I try to find that out. And then I can, if, if it's too big a thing, I can look for a different performer or, or I can consider that for, for a different film maybe. Um, yeah, it's, if it's just small things then normally I'll, I'll be okay with it and just say, well, yeah, I still really want you as a performer in the film. So even if these, these little things you don't want to do, like even if I wanted them in the film, like maybe it doesn't matter so much actually because I get to film with that person. So it depends. Yeah, so on your website, it says like there is a page with the different actors that is in your movies. Do you have mm. like a, um, are there a team of, of actors that are constantly taking part in your movies or you are looking for new ones or how do you find people? Well, it's not really a, a team. I, I would love the idea of, of having like a theatre company, uh, which is kind of old fashioned now, even in, in theatre work. But um, it used to be the case a lot in the UK, especially that there were theatre companies and it would be the same group of, of actors together um, doing lots of different shows, um, you know, sometimes at the same time, they would learn them all and then, you know, do them um, at different times of the week or the day, all these different shows. And then each year would be a new season and they'd learn all new shows all together. And I, I really like kind of porn companies that sort of have that idea a little bit. You know, you sometimes see companies, they often hire the same performers and um, I, I kind of like that because you get to know different performers or the ones you really like and um, you, there's a place where, you know, you know, you can find them. So I would like to do that, but it, it is difficult because obviously every project you need different, uh, you, you need different types of, of performer or to play different characters or people are interested in different things. And yeah, I, I have used uh, a few people uh, more than once or more than two times maybe but I don't have a lot of films yet actually so in the future there'll probably be more uh, people that that I hire again and again for right now I, I guess um, the person in most of the films is probably me because it's my project and it's it's easier to to cast myself and, and cheaper as well um, more exciting also no well yeah sometimes um it can be quite difficult, but also um, the, the first person I performed with for Thousand Faces is called Erin Rose, who is a friend and also an actor that I knew before um, I started. And uh, so I've cast them in a, a few things, um, which is really cool. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I often shoot with new people or people that I've known for a little while or I've seen a lot of their stuff and I've 
I kind of want to work with them, but sometimes it takes a long time to actually have the stars align and be able to come together and do that. Or, or sometimes I just don't have the right idea or project that would work super well with that performer or something they're interested in. So yeah, I always like to discover new people. Often on Twitter is, is where I mainly find people because uh, it doesn't have the same kind of censorship issues as other platforms maybe like Facebook, Instagram. And there are some online directories or kind of talent agents type companies for for porn performers but yeah i find those those quite difficult I've, I've been on them myself as a performer um and it's yeah it's it's still quite quite a tricky thing because of well just different rules and and how people find you and often you know compared to like mainstream media the the porn world is still quite small at least in different areas like in the uk is quite a small like scene we have and then even in europe it's kind of it separate little scene so most people kind of know a lot of the other performers that are near them and so easy that it's easy to shoot with uh already so they can kind of contact them directly it's a lot of word of mouth and sometimes through events as well like the film festivals which is really helpful for meeting people and finding new performers and uh yeah connecting that way are you the only, so for Thousand Faces, are you the only director on Thousand Faces or do you connect to other mm. directors also? Are you the main director and organizer of the project? Yeah, I am. Um, but I like to be collaborative as much as possible, like I was saying. Um, so whether that's having a performer help to write the script or have someone maybe co-direct or assistant direct. So the how first is, film we did, and how is your idol? Sorry. Uh, I have a question. You're living in UK, no? Yeah. And in UK, I remember a couple of years back when they had this big fuss about uh, changing the laws about how to make porn mm. in the UK. How did that affect you? Did it affect you? So it didn't affect me at the time. Luckily, I kind of I wasn't quite uh, working in porn yet when that first uh, change happened. Um, but it affected some people I know, uh, actually someone called Pandora Blake, um, has a website called dreams of spanking, which, uh, is a very popular, uh, kinky fetish website, mainly for spanking scenes, um, made in the UK. And, uh, this was something that got shut down because of that change. Um, and it was targeted by, uh, I think it was FCC, they're called, who are like a kind of um, governing body of, or rather the, the people responsible to enforce these new rules, which involved things like, um, I think you couldn't leave, leave marks uh, if you were doing like BDSM activities or spanking. It was kind of, that was the rule. It was kind of okay and until when they thought the, the thing they thought made it like too violent was if you leave marks. So I guess you could, you could say that therefore spanking, if it leaves red marks is, is not allowed. So they went after her little website, um, which was popular, but yeah, didn't make enough money really to fight like a legal case and, and to defend itself in a way like other, maybe bigger companies who are also, you know, doing the same thing. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was really difficult. And uh, I think a lot of small companies, maybe or people just even hobbyists um, putting their content online, uh, got very worried or scared and, and some shut down even, but I mean, I think Pandora was one of the more notable ones. Um, luckily, recently, I think last year or maybe a couple of years ago, uh, that got overturned again. So actually it changed back and now, so luckily, now you can again. do um, these things again. Yeah, wow. like spanking. Wow. Like, Incredible. Yeah, because, um, because suddenly water like... sports was something that was bad. Water sport also was not allowed to pee on each other. And yeah, there were a few things. There was allowed, but you were not allowed to no, record not it. Under that. You're not allowed to record it. Yeah, because that was the thing I just need to explain for our listeners yeah. that don't know that what happened was that it was forbidden to spank each other and make a video or photos of it because mm. it could be that that was a violent action and that would be forbidden to, to sell exactly. or show to other people. Uh, something also that is something violence. also violence. Yeah, some uh, yeah violence. Yeah, but the, it's violence, but consensual violence in SM is kind of that is. SM. And I guess uh, England still have a problem with spanking children or something like that. And they maybe should have worked more to actually deal with unconsensual violence than actually mm. deal with uh, the SM scene, where uh, many times they're very clear that the people involved uh, are consensual about it. So I don't know though, what that was the problem for the English government, no, to say like, oh, we don't know if it's consensual because we can't really see that on the video. Yeah, I think that was um, a part of it. The, the the idea was that I guess the people making these rules thought that there there should be some things that you can't consent to. Like even if you want to and you have informed consent and you're experienced and everything, like especially on the the BDSM scene, that that's that's the whole idea. A lot of these people, yeah, they have experience and and. Uh, and relationships with people with trust and, and consent. But, but boxing is allowed, uh, martial art is allowed in England. No, you're allowed to hit each other. It's like, that's consent. That's a little well, bit the same. It's like you can go into a ring and beat exactly. the shit out of each other. But if you do it with your dick out and do it sexually, it's forbidden. <laughs> I guess that they exactly. made it to well, protect was... them from their perversion yeah. mind. Yeah, protect. I need protection <laughs> against my perverted mind. I understand, like, but I try to get my friends to, like, calm me down somehow, give me a massage or <laughs> something. I don't know how to get away from my yeah. perverted little mind. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's funny how sex many times is stigmatized, something you have probably experienced that you talked a little bit about using Twitter because it's not so censured while many other places it is considered very bad to show mm. sex. And it's funny to see that in connection with, for example, boxing again, because boxing is allowed and the society has somehow uh, ad admitted that humans are violent creatures and therefore boxing is a sport. While maybe we should fight more for making sexuality a sport. <laughs> so then we have like, <laughs> there's like, hey, you can't uh, destroy our sport here. We're trying to see how long I can fuck in the ring. And uh, now you have to uh, accept it. Or even yeah. with like, this is like violent sex in ring, the mix of boxing and um, porn. If you put it in a way of sport, maybe then it will be easier to understand for people. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's already easier for people to understand if it's in like a respectable context, right? So if it's like a Hollywood movie, uh, you know, James Bond, even if he's, you know, being tortured, 
that that's okay to show because it's not sexual but you know if if you made it so that somebody might get turned on because like you say yeah you can see his dick or something then that's suddenly really really bad and and will corrupt everybody's minds and and stuff uh but the you know ironically some people probably are turned on by it anyway because that's part of human sexuality you know especially in the scene in casino royale where he's actually naked being tortured already whoa uh but it's it's considered you know uh art i guess rather than than sexual media this is the problem you you can't even you know show faking in porn because it's supposed to turn people on but if you show it you know just in a normal movie in a cinema then it's okay which makes no sense <laughs> but you know maybe if you did make it a sport like you say that 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 would be okay people would would be less judgmental and uh, yeah it would be less uh, of a respectability issue. Yeah, for me, the most important is that this, just like with animals or actors in a normal video, is that they didn't suffer during the production. And then it, it can be for me whatever. If I see a porn movie with a lot of violence and abuse, and I know the people after the production go out and eat a nice dinner together and talk to each other respectfully, I cannot really judge the that. Uh, Uh, that uh, fantasy they have made it's like okay yeah. sometimes you also have to say see porn as okay it's only a movie you know it's only a movie it's a representing fantasy around the subject of sexuality it doesn't represent the people involved because you can also have the other way around that it looks like it's super because i saw like some things about women making pornography and uh, uh, some documentaries about it and i realized that many times they get a lot of credit because they are women but But when you see how they were, for example, in the production and kind of forced the people, not forced, but kind of uh, guided the people to do things they didn't really want to, and then produce a product that looks super uh, politically clean on the outside, but you don't know what happened during the production. It can look like uh, it's the most educational piece of art after, but actually in mm. the production of people suffering. Or you can have the most trash a product ever that looks really horrible and looks like people super suffer in the production but they actually respected each other so it really is difficult to attack porn if you don't really talk to the people involved and look a little yeah. bit deeper behind the production yeah i think that's absolutely right i mean ironically a lot of the people that criticize porn for being sexist um often have quite sexist views themselves which is shown by as you say assuming that if there's a female director then you know they must be fine and and must be better than if there was a male or yeah if they if they if they see on the screen in this film you know this artifice that everything looks super nice and consensual and happy uh then it must have been the case whereas yeah of course we know that's it's not always true and yet you know in, in the opposite case you can make yeah a fantasy which uh, looks the opposite if you take it literally and, and think oh this must be like a real life um then some you know violent or bdsm consensual things even if the performers uh, are having a great time because it's just exactly what they wanted to do uh you can judge that and, and say oh no it looks terrible it must you know must not be and and was probably a man's idea just forcing them and, and all this stuff so it's it's very difficult and you know i say as a producer like okay i can tell you all the ways i try to 
to be super ethical and, and make sure everyone's happy. But, you know, actually all producers will, will say that and you should really ask like the performers that, that work for me or other people I've worked with uh, and, and see what they think because that's those, those are the people that matter and those are the people that, you know, either were happy working with me or, or were not. And, uh, you know, I, I can say I, I think they were and tried really hard to make sure they were. And, and uh, yeah, I, I believe right now that, that they all have been and, and that's great. But yeah, you, you can't always believe the, the people that make things, you know, about how great it is, because of course they'll say that it's great. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a tricky thing. Um, but it's the same with other jobs, I guess, and, and employers. So, yeah, it's just uh, very easy to 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 judge based on your pre-conditioned ideas about what you think about pornography, because it's such a sensitive mm. issue, and to put your to color your ideas without really caring about. Uh, how the people are based on what you wouldn't do. I've seen with many people uh, that uh, judge pornography, many times also judge other people's sexual behavior because I have yeah. worked with sexuality for so many years. So I know that there are so many people out there that would have fun with doing very many different things. And I see many times people uh, are... Uh, criticizing pornography many times criticize things they wouldn't like or things they don't really understand yeah. that they would kind of feel comfortable with and because they don't feel comfortable with it no one should feel comfortable with it and mm. i think that's where they don't really care about uh, doing research about the performers or the people being part of the production because they don't really care about if the people are good or not they just care about them getting provocated by what they're seeing so i'm like uh, yeah. gonna challenge people that are against porn to maybe go out and help the people you think is suffering because if you can help suffering people i would i would love you for that but if you're gonna stigmatize sex, sex workers and people working with sexuality and make it more difficult for them for example on the internet now how do you feel uh, is to be a sexual uh, educator let's call you an educator because you work with sexuality in an alternative way and you want to present brain food mm. for the people so mm -hmm. how is it to educate about sexuality now on social media yeah it's difficult because of censorship on so many platforms like i mentioned before i mean uh sometimes uh myself and people i know will kind of try to use codes on facebook groups for example like you know you change the letters in in words about sex or porn so that uh you know bots and algorithms they don't pick it up and they don't notice uh to to come and ban you you know it's the same i guess as as using the dots on instagram over nipples and stuff like that or stars and things um to so that you avoid like uh automatic um banning and uh it's yeah i mean it's tough because any mainstream kind of platform wants to be as mainstream as possible they want to make as much money as they can from as many people as they can so anything remotely different or fringe just gets you know completely ignored and and, and usually banned and because sex is still this stigmatized and no thing one cares what suffers that's yeah. the problem like we're like kind of working for freedom of expression here about to be able to educate about sexuality and sexuality is wide so some people will educate shit and some will maybe tell something better but if everything is censured and banned on the internet 
it feels very sad and uh, it can feel like you don't really have anywhere to go and complain to. It's like, okay, I just got my whole Facebook uh, taken away forever, but there's nowhere you can go yeah. like, hey, this is not right what they're doing to me. This is not legal exactly. what they're doing to me because I actually work with a legal job and they shouldn't be allowed on a social media mm. to discriminate people working with sexuality in this way. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they are because it's because they're big companies, right? They're mega corporations, which are now more powerful than many governments. So uh, do you know about really any organization that is working with uh, like uh, like some kind of interest organization for sex workers or something like working to fight this prohibition? Do you know anyone in the UK working especially with this? Yeah, yeah, there's a few groups. So, I mean, often it's it's sex worker groups right because they always you know the ones suffering the, the worst from society with these issues because they just get the most stigma and and shame from even from other uh you know kinds of sex workers who maybe don't want to identify that way but kind of are like born performers or webcam people or with only fans or whatever um so there's a great group um i think called sex workers alliance um I forget the full title. It's it's an acronym, SWARM, S-W-A-R-M, uh, which I think is, is the UK one I'm thinking of, or maybe it's international, um, who have done some really great work and they're, they're um, sex workers and escorts. And uh, I think them or, or somebody associated with them actually marched to the Instagram headquarters in London at, at one point to kind of demand that the, their censorship be stopped or, or at least they they stick to their own rules because actually a lot of people try to stick to instagram's own rules um but will still get banned and still have censorship just because uh somebody reported them because they they thought they were a sex worker or they just wanted to because of uh they were competing with them for the same business or something and and so they just they reported them and then they this person gets an automatic ban even if they weren't being sexual at all on the platform um so it's 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 so tough but yeah there's um uh red umbrella red umbrella uh group as well which i think is international maybe american um uh for for sex workers and they do a lot of work on this as well and so it's 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 definitely a great uh thing to support these unions or or uh, groups of of sex workers um because they they try to do that um kind of work and fight that censorship uh there's also the the free speech coalition uh which i think is is american as well but will maybe soon have a european branch and they're trying to be a kind of a union um for sex workers and porn performers i think um and it's always they always have to be slightly different to kind of traditional labor unions i think because of the nature of what they do, which is really, really difficult and to get recognized is really difficult. Um, but yeah, they do do some good work to, to try and fight that or at least start new platforms uh, that don't have this kind of censorship, because that's where I think things are going. I think actually we'll end up with more kind of smaller communities of of people that are using kind of uh, more personalized platforms or more secure kind of private places like Discord and their own places they've made themselves online to actually interact with each other and, and market themselves and uh, 
you know, it's, it's really difficult, of course, because in capitalism, it's, it's all about having the platform to actually tell people what you do, more people and, and advertise and promote to actually get the business you need, with, whether it's in sex work or, or porn or, or any, any kind of uh, business really that's vital, but it's just so much harder for anything, anyone involved in. I just find it very sex. difficult to do education when uh, if we well, go there, yeah. if we would just end up on a, a network with only sex workers, we as fuck for forest lose a little bit of our work that is actually spreading a different view on sexuality out to people mm -hmm. that needs it. And many times that's the people who think they don't need it. So it's always good. To, oh, I get definitely. provocated when I see that people can show violence to animals, war pictures, uh, the mm -hmm. nature destruction without any censorship. Some Something I think is okay because it's part of reality, but also sex is part of a reality and just the educational value to children that sees that this is okay to show on the internet while the subject of sexuality is stigmatized so much for me in itself is a very bad, it's very bad education for a lot of young people yeah. that actually get their sexual education on the internet. So I will ask you like as a uh, working with brain food, pornography, uh, uh, do you feel sex work and pornography, do you think it has some positive effect on society? Do we need it? A positive effect? Yeah, definitely. I, I think we do. Like I was saying, I, I love the idea that it can broaden your mind and open you up to new feelings and experiences and, and, and spirits or whatever it is that you feel uh, that it affects you. And, and that is definitely positive. And it can even be educational in a good way. Um, I mean, it's definitely, it is the education uh, for a lot of people already. A lot of young people, they don't get any sex education or, or enough sex education at all uh, in school or from their parents or from society because no one wants to talk about it. And so therefore what they find online um, and especially porn becomes a sex education. Um, and that can be a bad thing, uh, depending on the context, or, you know, it can be a good thing, depending on what they find. And uh, especially if they do receive some sex education um, in schools or from their parents or, or their peers, um, you know, some, some good and appropriate sex education, then I think some, especially then finding some kinds of porn um, and experiencing that as well uh, can be very, very educational. I mean, that's how a lot of people find their kinks and, and stuff that they enjoy doing uh, that they never would have known about or tried to do before, uh, but they saw it in some porn and hopefully they saw it in a, in a healthy consensual way, or at least a way that could teach them um, how to do that themselves without uh, kind of needing to feel they were uh, in a porn film themselves or doing, you know, something that was presented just as fantasy. Um, but this is, yeah, why we really need education as well. Um, but some, some porn is trying to do both. Uh, you know, there's this site called Sex School Hub now in Europe. I think it's based in Germany, Berlin, uh, which is primarily a sex education film company, but they also show explicit sex um, as part of that. And they use porn performers to, and sex workers to do it because they think that those are the most qualified people to educate on these things because it is their jobs already and i think i agree it's it's important and yeah they show at porn film festivals as as well as on online and 
they also get really censored, of course, just as porn does, um, but then so does pure sex education a lot of the time, as you said, you know, even on YouTube, very kind of sterile educational videos that don't even show anything visual will still get censored because of the word sex. And it's, yeah, it's really difficult to do, you know, especially when there isn't even proper education in schools. So no, online it's, is even more difficult. I believe in direct sex education. I believe that children should be allowed to see real human beings uh, having sex as part of education because it's such an important mm. po part of life and we teach our children to accept all kind of shitty parts of society that they need to learn about because we bring them into this shit and then uh, we're gonna take them away from learning about sexuality and i think that is one of the great missions for the porn industry right now is to start to produce more educational material also for younger people and i saw that uh, actually pornhub has started a project now where they will make one part of it educational for young people going to their site and sa saying that uh, hey if you first gonna watch porn that you will do anyway maybe you watch this part of it mm -hmm. that is showing more the real how it would be not in a porn situation where you make a production where you actually have sex with someone outside that of making a product that people want to see and i think uh, i think that's the way right way as you say like uh, these people that work with it should actually know a little bit more about how to educate about it also mm. Because I think yeah. uh, pornography is educational. It's just made in many dif uh, different ways. I, I wondered, like, when you make something fantasy-orientated, uh, how far would you were willing to go in a porn production? Would you, for example, make a rape scene? Well, it's an interesting question because, of course, you know, a lot of people say, well, uh, you know, it's it's okay for porn to not also have to be sex education because it's fantasy you know just like a, a hollywood movie or something uh so therefore it, it's okay that it's not realistic or that it has um you know maybe bad things in it that if it was like suppose if you thought it was realistic maybe it would be bad okay to see these things done in this way but actually in the fantasy because you know it's entertainment it's you shouldn't think of it uh as real so it's like a defense of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that can always be an, a defense because it depends on, on what it is you're seeing. You know, for example, like you say, if it's based on, uh, you know, real sexual violence, you know, not just kind of consensual non-consent or yeah, a, a kind of BDSM uh, role play or scene, you know, if it's, if your, your fantasy is to do with a, you know, real sexual, unconsensual uh, sexual violence, then, you know, I think that is problematic. And it doesn't, it's, it's hard to say, you know, that therefore any film that features that is, is bad because of course you can represent it in different ways in different contexts, just like, you know, in a book or, or in a, a mainstream film, you can feature, you know, things like a rape scene and, and uh, the way you do it and the context is is important, I guess, as to how it is interpreted by people. Um, but yeah, in terms of porn, uh, it's difficult to say whether, you know, porn has a negative effect on people because of what it is and what it shows rather than say, 
the broader context around it, like society and that the person viewing it, what they already think and feel and have been through and their upbringing. Uh, there's obviously different studies and things, and I think there's never really been shown a, a definite link between porn actually causing these negative effects. But um, yeah, it's it's certainly not something I would want to do to actually um, kind of portray as like a, a positive fantasy, um, by which I mean positive as, as in like something it's, it's like totally fine to be turned on by if it's something that is, um, yeah, something that actually is not clear, clearly a fantasy thing, like, because of, of course, fantasy stuff, you can, you can actually role play in real life, you know, you can play with kind of situations involving non-consent. Um, but of course, there's ways to do that. And you, 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 you have to still do that consensually, um, in a way, whereas, uh, yeah, in film, it's, you, there's ways, again, to show that. Um, but if you kind of take that away and say, no, I want it to just be like a pure fantasy of, of this pure um, thing, which actually would be very bad in real life, it's, yeah, it's really difficult to kind of say that that's, that's okay, or it's, sometimes it's okay, or yeah, it's, it's not something I would want to do. Um, and it's, I, I it's the same for like sexist tropes or racist tropes, you know, I, like. I noticed, um, for example, on Netflix nowadays, when you watch a movie there, there says like warning on the top, it contains rape scene, mm. it contains smoking, it contains violence, it contains and all kinds of different things. The list is long nowadays, what it can contain. And it's like, anything can offend a viewer and it's like do you have do you have seen any porn movie where they have like a warning text like do you have that on your movies uh yeah i have seen that um i i haven't actually uh done that for my for my movies like in the actual films but for some of the websites that i show the films on um i will say what what happens in the film um so usually they will use like tags, you know, search terms that people can search for, or or they can just look at to see what kind of stuff is happening in the film. Um, and so yeah, I'll include things that I think may be uh, potentially triggering for some people, um, because yeah, I think that that's helpful and and important. And anyone that you know is is a bit on the fence about that thing in the film, I think they'll probably still watch it and see, and they can make their own mind up, but. You know, if somebody has been through a really traumatic experience, maybe with a, with a particular sex act or position, you know, they probably don't want to see that uh, in porn, maybe, or in certain contexts. So they would want to know ahead of time. And I think that can be good. That can be helpful for them. Um, and yeah, it's also just a way to show people that are looking for certain things or like certain positions or acts as well, uh, or styles, then to know that that film has it and they can they will maybe enjoy it. But this exists also in normal movies, so let's say, yeah. why, why I call normal movies, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, okay, movies without sex inside yeah. uh, <laughs> can have a very... Okay, let's say a movie that has a lot of sex inside or some sex inside that has a brutal rape scene, like ir irreversible. 
Uh, what's his name? I haven't seen it, but okay. I know. The yeah, film. well, yeah, it has a very long, has a very long extreme rape scene. Uh, if you mm. would have taken uh, th it, was controversial that also, but not so controversial if it would have been a real sex scene. If you would have put in penetration in it uh, on top of it, would uh, then the film censorship have handled it, or would the sex then just make the violence a lot worse? Somehow, because it seems to be so much easier to justify a really violent movie than justify, for example, a violent, abusive porn movie. That still Definitely. no one got hurted in the production. So it's uh, still much yeah. easier to attack it when it's, oh yeah, but they also had sex. Yeah, and I think that is um, because of the thing we were talking about earlier, right, with the, the, the rules... Um, in the UK about porn or former rules or you know it's different in different places but often the idea behind them is that okay yeah these things are okay to show in most movies or, or stories but as soon as they involve sex as well then it's like way worse or then it becomes bad um, and yeah I disagree with that I, I think we both do um, and I guess it's because people think that therefore you're encouraging it, you know, if somebody can get turned on uh, by something that also includes violence, then then if they see it, they must then want to be violent, which, again, I don't think is true. And, or they think it's encouraging people that maybe already, you know, have those tendencies, if they're already a violent person, then they will continue or be more violent if they, they see things that, that they enjoy that involve those things. And yeah, I don't know if that's true either. Um, as I was saying, even if it was a kind of film that I wouldn't want to make, but because I think that if, if if it was something that was problematic for somebody to to fantasize about, then I I still don't know if that means that actually nobody should should make that film or that film itself is bad. Um, I mean, I do think it it means that as I said that maybe certain fantasies can be problematic and people should kind of interrogate them themselves and the same as just any preferences that you like or not preferences, you know, if you don't like, um, you know, people that look a certain way or, or a certain skin color, for example, that's, those are things that are, that should be interrogated by yourself and think, okay, well, why? And what does that mean? Is it problematic? But actually, yeah, when, when films kind of are seen to encourage that or, to like to make it worse i don't know that's that's difficult to say whether that's really something that happens or if you know if if uh, there's other things going on for example in irreversible you can argue for like artistic value which is separate to uh to, you know even if you were to say oh this this scene is kind of glorifying violence or glorifying rape because maybe some people like it or they get turned on by it or whatever so if it's sexual or not. Um, yeah, because somebody probably masturbated to that scene somewhere in the world, no? Exactly, but um, it's so it's subjective what is sexual anyway. Yeah, but art but, is to say, like, you can hide behind art thing because uh, well, then it's just really putting down on pornography and saying no pornography can be art. Because I've seen this with Lars von Trier, for example, that was mm. part of making porn legal in Norway because when we started Fuck for Forest in Norway, you could not show a penetration. It for, was forbidden. Then Lars von Trier mm. made The Idiots uh, that has uh, one of the first dogma movies that has a sex scene 
inside mm. where they have a group sex uh, meeting with people. And there you see yeah. a close-up of a dick going inside the vagina. And this was uh, then co- was a big uh, storm in Norway about artistic freedom. And in the end, it got that this could be shown for 15-year-old people on a cinema because of the artistic expression behind it. So if you make it intellectually not masturbational in your head, then, uh, okay, you're accepted as being artist and not uh, po- uh, like a pornographer so, like where's the yeah. border there how much more intellectual do we have to make fuck for forest or you have to make your <laughs> brain food the erotic movies before people start to uh, stand up for you and protect you as a real mm. artist because that i see it's really hard to be taken serious since pornography for me seems to be the final frontier in art you can show naked bodies as a part of an art expression but as soon as you start to become sexual, it seems to be a subject that even artists are afraid of touching, really. Yeah, you're right. I think it's even more so now, for whatever reason, uh, in a lot of places in the world, anyway, we have this kind of conservative wave that's happening or or has happened, however you see it, and actually things are, are a lot more difficult to kind of explore in art. Um, particularly to do with sex now than maybe they were like 20 years ago or back in the 60s or something with the sexual revolution. It's, it's th- things are changing all the time with that, but yeah, it's still a big frontier and it's it's about respectability, right? Like we were saying, it's people's perceived kind of, yeah, art notions of what is art and, and you know, that must be better than, than porn or, or, you know, better than sex or it's it's a very classist kind of idea i think that you know art is better than porn or um you know artistic films with sex are are, are better or even like morally superior somehow to to just uh, functional porn or or sex work and you know i think it's we shouldn't have to be any more artistic or any more like intellectual than we want to be it's it's all different kinds of art and for different reasons and um, Sometimes it's just about good taste know, or bad taste, no? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, you know, I identify as a sex worker because I think it's important that people, yeah, who work uh, in sexual fields, kind of stay together and and have unity, and say, look, you know, all sex work is okay. Um, it's it in the fact that it's it is real work and it is subject to the same or should be subject to the same kind of uh ideas and and realities as as other kind of work even if it's like super high class or or artistic it's you know as opposed to like just um done for a hobby or done to survive on the street whatever it's it should all be considered the same and it's unfortunately it's it's not um, a lot of people yeah, it's, it even, is, uh, it's even funny that they call it sex work. Like, if you're a prostitute on the street, you're a sex worker. But if you make pornography, you still have to pay tax and you are part of the society, kind of. It's more accepted to make porn yeah. than be a street worker. It depends where you are exactly. in the world. In America, for example, it's forbidden to be a, a street worker. But if you play in a movie, you're an actor, kind of. That That yeah. is like, do the same paid, but it may be on a more controllable ground where you can easier get the money in taxes. I don't know why it's like that. 
Yeah, but it's a mm. lot of stigmatization towards uh, sex workers in in all kind of uh, levels of it. Also among the people working with pornography, it depends which country. Yeah, of course. From. I'm just saying that this is even like if you go even deeper, it's even segregation inside the sex work. Did you see? Did you? Oh yeah, definitely. Did you ever see uh, Alice in Wonderland, an X-rated musical from 1968? No, but somebody actually messaged me about that uh, a little while ago because I was talking to them about uh, wanting to make a porn musical like I Yeah, that's why I mentioned it again. I'm trying now to yeah. make you inspired to like maybe see Alice in Wonderland, an X-rated musical from 1968 and think about Fuck for Forest at the same time and think about how can we make the best pornographic musical with Fuck for Forest as a fundament and uh, that yes. would, uh, we would be so overly happy to be working on a project like that so if the corona time will end in their future maybe we have a musical to make together yes i would love that um yeah i, I have actually uh written a, a musical in the past and and songs in that style so it's it's definitely something i've considered doing um but it's yeah it's very difficult as well uh depending on yeah what what you want to do with it i guess it's I would love to actually do it and I'm not sure what this film is like the Alice in Wonderland but I would love to do something involving uh where it's actually incorporated in the sex acts that happen so I don't know if if people want to see people singing and fucking at the same time but maybe it's <laughs> something like that maybe it's not that simple but. we make if you if you've switched idea about making <laughs> pornography to making uh, something entertaining uh, yeah. then I, if you keep on that I think that this uh, Alice in Wonderland works so many levels but more for me as a comedy feel good pornography that may, yeah. makes me feel happy about seeing uh, sex and uh, that's also good sometimes to just show sexuality yeah. not all the time just think that we want to make the right people horny in the right moment but actually uh, entertain with the, uh, this subject because I see when I see a movie like that it makes the feeling of sexuality feel less serious or more or less strict yeah. and I, I think I, that's something that the more people that produce uh, erotic movies should try to focus on and try to make to make sexuality also more entertaining. Yeah, sure. I agree. Um, I, I love to involve humor in my movies. Um, and it's yeah, a big part of, of theatricality as I see it, or just performance, uh, the different styles of performance you can do like, comedy and, and humor is, is a big part um, and just lightness and feel good porn. I heard many people have said they don't really want their porn to be too funny. So <laughs> like, I don't want comedy to be mixed. I, just like I don't want politics to be mixed in my mm. sexual stuff. I usually lo watch sexual stuff to be happy or horny and politics usually make me annoyed. So it's like, <laughs> you have to, if you say, I challenge some political people out there to make a political porn movie, I will feel satisfied by. But uh, so far, it, I have more problems yeah. with that. I actually like more humor then. But I've also seen people that have a problem oh, with the humor. It's like, I don't want my sex movies funny. I, I lost you again. Uh, well, I yeah. wouldn't have any problem with that. Actually, I have no problem being horny and happy and laugh at the same time. Something I guess we learned through Fuck for Forest, where a lot of the stuff was kind of halfway comedy, halfway pornographic. So maybe it's the education. But I know some people just don't want their porn movies to be funny. Well, you would. What? Uh, how do you prefer, Leona? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I mean, if it's too serious and there's no 
no life at all in the movie, then I would not watch it, I think. I need to know that it's some life spirit and humor is uh, showing a life spirit many times. I actually learned that uh, during some sexual education videos I saw when I was a kid that uh, it's good to even joke with your partner while having sex, like even like laugh a little bit uh, while having sex or like make make a little bit more fun out of sex and not take it too serious. I heard that that yeah. might inspire your partner to feel less nervous and open up more and dare to say how, what they actually feel like because they don't feel that it's so serious. And many people have a problem yeah. with that since sex has been stigmatized so much that they can't really open up and let just things flow and be, be more playful. So, so I think also like yeah. that can be teached in in uh, erotic movies. I just wanted to ask something because I forgot uh, when we talked about it before about uh, fantasy versus uh, mm. real things like, for example, that uh, about making violent s scenes for, for in uh, in Sweden. It's uh, it happened that it's forbidden to have uh, material. Uh, for example, manga movies from from Japan. There are some movies that has uh, sex scenes with with uh, characters that seems underage, but they're but uh, they're, but, yeah. they're, but they are drawings. So it got so far in Sweden that one guy that was collecting manga cartoons got in jail uh, for being pedophile because he had mm -hmm. uh, drawings of underage. Uh, like what the society will call children, but I yeah. call drawings. Uh, where is it? That, where is the border between fantasy and reality when you produce something? Yeah, it's difficult, right? Like I was saying about you know what is it okay to fantasize about and. Isn't it okay to fantasize about every... I don't know, when if I suddenly a fantasy comes in my head, uh, oh shit, I had just had a forbidden fantasy. Should I just mm -hmm. then run to some office and tell them like, okay, I just thought this, I know it's forbidden, what should I do? And <laughs> they give me some punishment for my thoughts or fantasy or... Probably some uh, uh, drugs and medicine to calm you down. Yeah. Sadly, that's, I think, will happen. Yeah, so I just <laughs> take a pill to stop my evil <laughs> fantasies. Yeah, but I mean, I know well, to like sterilize you, like uh, they used to do in the UK <laughs> for homosexuals. Wow. Tragic. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but it's all this like, oh, should we produce? Because okay, you can uh, say that, okay, yeah, it's not bad to masturbate to a to a to a cartoon because no one got hurt. But then the next is like, okay, then we have pedophiles. Should we then make dolls like children dolls? For this and uh, for these people, and then people are like, oh, no, but I'm still like, yeah, but I don't even see that plastic shit you have there as a child. If I fuck a vegetable, if I fuck a, mm. a, 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 a pineapple, uh, and I think thoughts about okay, I actually fuck a dead person right now, still I don't do anything bad to anyone. But it's like, how far is the fantasy? okay for me to be okay with and then when i'm like hmm other people might want to see this and i make a fake thing or me having sex with a dead child for, but it's but it's just a, it's just a doll no it's not anyone yeah. but then i'm like i'm really confused about the values about how far because i see mm -hmm. in in horror movies and in in normal movies uh, society has gone really far now. Now I can see on on uh, Netflix uh, heads get exploding, tarms mm. spurting out. When I was a kid, I couldn't see this. Everything was forbidden. 
They censured yeah. everything in Norway. So now I'm just like, whoa, what happened? I can just see blood and <laughs> gore so much as I want. And that seems to be totally accepted now, now by the society. Well, so that's okay. But that's fantasies also that people know that this is something you shouldn't do. I still like to see it. I still like to see wild blood and violent movies. I was like this yeah. since I was a kid. So I, I have like horror movies and stuff like this. But I, if I see someone getting like murdered or in a horrible way it's not like i feel oh yeah this is what i want to do i don't want to go out and murder someone so i see that society somehow learned that that yes some people might think they're superman from seeing a superman movie and try to fly and die but it's so few of them most people actually understand oh yeah it is really a movie and are actually able to separate fantasy from reality I, I think oh, yeah. maybe it's like the censorship people, the people who sit and think like, oh, yeah, this would not be good for people that actually see this themselves when they see pornography that is violent, for example. And then no, no one, it's, it's just fake violence. But they think, oh, yeah, we show this to people, then people will, will get inspired to be sexually violent. Is this true or is it not? Then I'm like, let's have a look, look at the movies, how it developed. It seems actually that people have learned more to realize that, oh yeah, it's just a movie. While my parents' generation was super afraid that that will influence young people to go around killing people or become like these movies are, are showing it. But it seems yeah. like humans actually have a, have a natural tendency to be able to realize what's fantasy and what's reality. Yeah, I think so. And especially when it's, it's a, f a medium that they're very used to. So yeah, if you've grown up watching movies all your life, um, then yeah, it, it becomes a, a second nature to to know what's what's real and what's not in in the films. Like you said, with, with Superman flying and uh, and you know enough from maybe uh, you know your education, whether from school or parents or whoever, that that's not really po really possible. It's not real. But then when you think about sex. It's different, I guess, because there's so little education in the same way and people have less experience until an older age of things, you know, uh, for different things for better or worse. And and therefore, it's off. I don't know how true it is, but a lot of people then assume, well, OK, but pe people, especially young people, won't know that this is just fantasy. They'll think, oh, that's real. That's how everybody has sex because they haven't actually been taught that that it's not true and that yeah as you said actually a lot of people laugh and and are not too serious in when they have sex and that's a good thing and they they can talk openly and ask for what they want and or don't like and um and sometimes they have the opposite idea of that because they've never been taught that and or experienced it and so whatever they see that is maybe a fantasy in a porn film they think is real and i think that maybe doesn't happen as much as some people say but it still is is maybe a concern because of because of that and unfortunately a lot of people then blame the porn and say well that's why it shouldn't be violent or shouldn't have this kind of fantasy um when actually they should maybe instead say we should educate people about it more especially young people and and censor things less and then the knowledge is out there and people can experience these things and they can decide themselves whether you know they think oh this will have a bad effect because it's showing this thing um or maybe you know they they think oh it's it's actually not having any bad effect just to watch it because it's just fantasy or it's it's just drawings or uh, you know they they can decide for themselves because they think 
it's it's still a, a difficult thing and and there's there's not enough kind of science there to say whether like for example your case with the drawings whether that would actually you know encourage that into actually harming someone rather than just enjoying the fantasy itself um and there's also a lot of people then assume that that, that is the case that oh no it must encourage it and therefore it's bad and they are the same as a pedophile because they're watching this stuff to encourage that but uh, like you say, it's it's not real, and it's 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 not actually hurting anyone in itself. So how do you know that is? How do you kind of really know if if that's therefore bad and shouldn't exist because it it causes this thing or encourages it or how much does it or or what kind of people would it have that effect in? And it's yeah, it's it's difficult, and and a lot of people don't even think about that far with it. They don't make that distinction. They just think, oh, it it. Is has something to do with this thing that is bad. Therefore, it must be bad. Like, yeah, whether it's violence or or blood or or sex or or any of these things. Okay, so back to your project, Thousand Faces. Um, mm. What is your upcoming project? Do you have any ideas or movies you're planning right now? Yeah, so my website uh, is about to start selling my films directly, which is really cool. So right up to now i've had to sell through other people's websites um and use their websites to show my films um, because it's very difficult and very expensive to set up a way to to sell things on your own website if you're just starting a new thing like i have been um especially if it's to do with sex or porn um and so uh yeah a lot of money that I that people pay for my films right now has actually been going to other websites because they provide the website and the infrastructure and I provide the movies um but I'm I'm starting to do it on my own site and so uh I will receive much more of the actual money people pay and so therefore the company can use that and it will go back into making more films so that's really exciting um and I'll be releasing new films when that happens. Um, so the next film um, is actually a kind of literary film. It's based on a, a short story by Anais Nin, um, who was a writer in the early 20th century and wrote erotic fiction and, and uh, novels. And we use uh, some of her story in, in, in our film uh, about somebody who is discovering uh, stuff through erotic literature and kind of acted out in their own life and it's called Matilde um, and that will be really cool when the website is, is finished so yeah I hope people can check that out it's thousandfacesfilms.com yeah we will put all the links and stuff you want down so for people interested in checking out Amazing. some brain food uh, uh, erotic uh, yeah. material please <laughs> check out uh, thousand faces and go down to our comment field and there you will find all the links to this beautiful, beautiful person that is uh, trying to educate through this great subject of sexuality that we also love so much. And I want to say also, mm. yeah, you can have your own section on Fuck for Forest uh, where you can promote your projects and stuff. So if you have some small ideas, uh, small ideas about uh, what you could participate in doing real eco-porn, uh, you can have your own section where you update uh, some ideas about what you think about pornography or whatever, how, how you want to express yourself and show a little mm. bit of the project you're working with. 
And you maybe if Amazing. you you can also make like smaller short term movies and put it on Fuck for Forest and promote your own website. So people that are looking at for Forest also go to your website and support you. I was just going to say, yeah, thank you. I I will do that. I I'm already thinking of some things I've already shot that I could could put on your site or you know other ideas I have to make like uh, content as a performer. So yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, I just wanted to say also to our uh, listeners that don't know that actually working with sex or pornography has really a lot of complications. Like if you make mm. a movie and you want to put it on the internet and sell it, you get <clears throat> way much more harder to sell your movie than if you make a normal mm. movie. For example, Fuck for Forest, we have our, our website on a server where we kind of rent the server. But as we are making pornographic, we have to pay... a big amount of money in mm. extra just because we are a danger project or something mm. like this they call it like this <clears throat> yeah high risk mm. high, high, high risk. risk project uh, we, we're, crazy. A high, yeah. we're a high risk project Woo! yeah it's <laughs> crazy yeah okay we're also very censored mm. and high risk so all you rebels out there that don't know what to do pornography might be your road towards uh, annoying your friends and family and especially if you do to through fuck for forest and always like yeah but what the fuck do you do for the planet at least i have <laughs> sex to save the planet and i have orgasms doing it so for all you rebels out there that want to get in contact with a, a very erotic ecological project we are still here and for you um, we're so happy that you came here to our little show and please uh, now in the end of our little talk tell us a little bit uh, about uh, how how will you inspire people to get in contact with you for example to make a porn movie or if someone out there are thinking about making their own porn movie do you have some advices sure well i'm always happy to talk to people about that kind of thing because it's it's what i love and why i do it so you can message me on or through the website um or by email i think that that link is on the site or, or just on twitter as well i use it a lot um the the handle is a uh, thousand faces x um or find me i'm marcus quillen um and uh yeah always happy to hear from new people and see their work and uh, I would say if you want to start making your own work, then you just have to to do it. It's, it sounds very simple and, and cliche, but you just have to start. Like for a long time, I wanted to start making something like Thousand Faces, but I didn't because I thought oh, I have to learn more. Or I have to, you know, get more experience and, and all this. But then somebody gave me the best advice who was already very experienced and just said, you just have to do it and, and then fuck it up which is true like you always make mistakes and you you always fuck up something so you you can start anytime you might as well just learn while you do it and just start just do it and and then you will fuck it up but then you learn and you you improve it and make it better and next time you don't fuck up so much and then yeah that's the best best way <laughs> but you're fucking also you're in front of the camera having sex also not just yeah. in yes i think that's a really good thing i think uh, for all you people who want to make erotic stuff put yourself in the front of the camera also so you know both the sides because many mm. times objectifying or being like oh i'm the artist making something and you're the the target i make something of sometimes yeah. makes a kind of uh, bad communication i think something i learned from fuck for forest that is very good uh, people feel more comfortable with you also if you are also not 
afraid of taking your clothes off or be seen in a yeah. sexual situation. So you can kind of actually use your experience to make other people calm or, or to make them realize that you are actually part of it. You have no problem with your moral and values that uh, you could have, you can might as well do this also. And that takes mm. a little bit away this like, okay, I'm the the filmer and you're the object for, for my idea. I think that's a very good thing for you that you actually yeah. have that experience as being a porn actor also. Yeah, it helps for sure. And, and means I have a better idea of, of what it feels like for performers when I am directing them. Um, you know, of what they're feeling or, or how, how they think about stuff. So then I can communicate better exactly as you said. Um, and you can still do it if, if you're, if you haven't performed yourself, but I think it is a little more difficult, um, and maybe takes a bit more effort and, but yeah, I, I just love every, every part of it. So <laughs> yeah, well, one of my good friends from Berlin that is making the KitKat club and also making a lot of erotic photos and videos, mm. he told me when I asked him. How we can get people to pee and shit on this, each other and feel okay with it? He said, "Well, I'm like this person that has to try it first, so I let people do that to <laughs> me, and then later yeah. I could deal with it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So uh, but he didn't like eating shit, though. Uh, I want to say that for, mm. uh, to people that judge people in the porn industry that I have a lot of. Uh, friendly, uh, very conscious, shit-eating German friends that would make this <laughs> for fun and for breaking their ego, not for the money at all. Something I learned from being in the fetish scene wow. in Berlin, yeah. that you can find someone that willingly, even without money, would do really weird shit other people would judge later and see, <laughs> say, what the fuck, this person must have done it only for the money or they're forced to do it. And you're like, no. I was forced <laughs> to watch them do it. I didn't want <laughs> to see them do it. I'm the victim here. I was forced yeah. to film this. Non-consensual this, watching. Yeah, or non-consensual <laughs> filming. That happened in Fuck for Forest yeah. also. That people do stuff. I'm like, ah, I, I, okay, uh, okay, I'm just filming it. Great. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, so, so judgment of uh, people's uh, sexual life can be difficult. Be careful when you point the finger at the production that you don't point the finger at people's actually personal yeah. relationship to the subject. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But thanks so much for having me on. It's been really cool. It's been really nice to talk to you. Uh, continue to have a ideas. great, great sexual birthday. And we cool. stay in touch. And make a musical. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's make a musical. <laughs> great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good time. Have cool. a good time. Bye. Bye. I have uh, a lot of new ideas now, how to make uh, artistic and uh, fine art pornography. I was actually doing theater for 10 years, no, almost 15 years before starting for, for Forest. So I also has, have this theater background and now we really hope we will go to London or go to Broadway or something like that and make this high class, luxury, big level production. That will be a musical, I guess. Yeah. As long as I don't have to be part of it, because I can definitely not sing. No, but, but what do you think about uh, sex dolls, Leona? The subject of like, if you could choose exactly, I'm not especially attracted to kids, so I wouldn't choose a child sex doll, even if I think it's totally ethical to sell it. Uh, I would pr think I would prefer a maybe a Pope sex doll, but. <laughs> Not not the Nazi one, not the old Nazi Pope, but the new one, because it's so skin holy and 
and kind of pure and sweet and cuddly and soft. So I like could blow up one of him. You don't go for the more fancy one with silicone and soft and real, like, real touch. Yeah, yeah real doll. Real doll pop. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I am not so much into the pop. But I if you have to choose some sex doll <laughs> based I on a song, kind of, because I don't think even if I fuck the pop as a sex doll, I don't really fuck the pop. Are you no. really fuck him in the ass? Yeah. And he would blow me for sure, but I like, but I wouldn't fuck the Pope. It would be like an image of the Pope, something that's like the church will understand because like making image of God would be not allowed. Not you shouldn't do that according to the Bible. So making an image of the Pope, it's not the Pope. It's just a fucking figure. But I would get excited by it. I for still sure. think I would choose a more pretty face. If I... So what sex doll is your ultimate sex doll? I don't know. You will choose a young or old or... Mm, probably like in the 25, between 25 and 30, I guess. Oh. What about this thing we talked about, about uh, being stuck in a situation where you say, I want to fuck in this scene and then you don't feel comfortable anyway. And then you're just like in the middle of the scene, you're just, I'm not horny. I don't want to fuck this person, but everyone is expecting me to do it right now. They're having cameras in my face. They're standing people around expecting me to get my dick hard or get my pussy open and do this scene right now for money. How would you feel in a situation like that? I, I know that me uh, as being part of Fuck for Forest have been in a situation like that, but I got over it in a way of activism. I was always thinking like, yeah, but okay, maybe I don't want to make love to this person right now like this, but we save trees on it. So I have the chance. Do I want to go out on the street and scream to police and maybe get a brick in my head? Or do I want to make love with this person I'm not so attracted to right now to later use it at activism to save nature? And I will say in 100% of my cases, maybe because I'm a guy, I was able to just, the activism is more important. I just do it. And it made every sexual experience for me into a good activist sexual experience. I can also for you people out there that are afraid of bad sexual experience or afraid of doing something that you feel you regret later. If you feel saving nature is the most important thing in, on the planet right now and you really want to do that, is nothing that can stop you from expressing that you will always have a good fuck. I agree. I haven't had a really bad experience doing fuck for forest when it comes to fucks. But I did not like when, for example, I had sex with somebody and they later took away the photos. But it hasn't happened many times. But then I've, then the fuck suddenly got like a little bit awkward. Like, ugh. I can understand that more for a woman's perspective. But it's like the same. I also felt abused. I felt like, okay, you just wanted to fuck me and you used fuck for forest. But I see it more because I see it's more boys, more guys that is just like, yeah, I want to fuck this girl. Yeah, I will do whatever to fuck this girl right now. Yeah, for sure. I will fuck for forest. And then some late days later say, nah, sorry, I don't want the photos on the website. I understand that you might feel abused because maybe you wouldn't like to fuck this person without the photos. But I've been in similar situations and I actually did feel uh, emotionally uh, kind of confused by it because I wouldn't, yeah, the same. I wouldn't say yes to that person if I knew how that person actually would be in the future. In the moment, you still have to just do, you don't know 
when you fuck a person, if that person maybe at least on one like first date kind of shit, if this person will turn out as an asshole a couple of days later. So it's the same in normal world. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying about making a bad fuck into a good fuck. Like, I never really had any bad experience, but that is maybe the only when I felt like, oh. But uh, most that's happened like, I don't know, two times maybe, three times. Well, so it's not such a big deal. In, in 15 years, that's pretty <laughs> small percentage connected to so many people you made photos and videos with. So yeah, for you people out there that want to co continue, have a great sex life, every fuck makes sense, every fuck will make a difference. Please consider joining fuckforforest.org. We are still uh, collecting money to save nature through showing a more uh, lively view on sex and nudity compared to how things usually are produced. So if you have a camera, just film yourself having fun with your partner or your, your yourself masturbating or contact us and we will maybe help to make you more excited about the idea. It's not so dangerous as, as it sounds. I mean, you could even be that you get super excited. You don't know until you tried, no? No, and if you feel shame and guilt and horrible after, at least you save some trees in the process. So then you have to balance it up. Uh, what is good compared to what is bad? Something many times you have to do in normal type of works and stuff like this also. So people out there, learn yourself how to say no. Learn yourself to not go in a porn production if you don't want to be part of it. Yeah, until people learn to be more honest to themselves and other people around them. Continue to have a great alternative porn feast birthday. And masturbate. Master birthday. Mm -hmm.